This call is being recorded. If you do not wish to be recorded, please disconnect at this time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, over us as we slept and slumbered last night. And then, God, we want to thank you for waking us up this morning, Master. 
We want to thank you for starting us on our way. We want to thank you for just the reasonable portion of our health and strength. We want to thank you for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for salvation. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for our family. Thank you for our relatives. Thank you for our friends. And then, God, we thank you for the trials and tribulations that come to make us stronger. We thank you even for our enemies that have been placed in our lives, dear God, that cause us and help us to grow stronger and grow closer to you, dear God. Cause us to fall down on our knees and realize that it's not us, but understand that you are the one that fights our battles. You are the one that gives us strength. You are the one that gives us encouragement through your word. And, Father, on this morning, I pray in the name of Jesus that you open up every ear to hear. God, open up every heart, Master, to receive what the Spirit of the Lord has to say for all of us, dear God. Speak, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, have thine own way. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, Father, we'll be so very careful, mindful, and always grateful to give you glory, to give you honor, and to give you praise. Lord God, have your way. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And we all say, Amen. We thank God for all that God has allowed us to be a part of on today. And today we'll be coming from the 13th number of Psalms. Yes, Psalm 13. And we'll be reading verses 1 through 6. Yes, Psalms 13, verse 1 through 6. And the Bible reads, How long? Wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall my enemies be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Least my enemies say, I have prevailed against him, and those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord, because he hath dealt bountifully with me. This is the word of God for the people of God on this day. You all, as we come this morning, and as I thought about this and started to reflect back on last Sunday's message titled, An Incorruptible Praise. And with everything that's going on, it is so important, you all, to have a praise in spite of what we may be facing. And, and, and as I thought about that, many of us have continued to pray and are still waiting on God to deliver us from some things. Yes, many are waiting on a change. Many are waiting on doors to be opened. Many are waiting on some doors to be closed. 
But as we see the Psalms, David, he asked a question four times in two short verses. He simply said, how long? In verse 1 and 2, the psalmist said, how long will you forget me, O Lord, forever? How long will you allow me to struggle? How long will you allow the enemy to have the upper hand? Yeah, yeah, how many today find themselves in the same situation as David, asking God, how long will this pain last, God? Asking yourself, how long will this pandemic cause us to be isolated? How long will this pandemic cause us to be separated from our loved ones? And some may be asking, how long will I have to take from Peter just to pay Paul? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. David, David, seems here you are to be starting off in a low position, not a position of complaining. I've got to remind you, he was not complaining. But David was simply crying out and asking God, how long will this last? Wow, wow. So, so today I want to teach and preach from a subject title. It's not how you start, but how you finish. Good God Almighty. It's not how you start, but how you finish. How many got up this morning feeling like you were stuck in a pit, stuck in a miry place of mud? Yeah, yeah. Maybe even feeling like you were all alone in the world, even though you were doing the best you can, but it's seems as though like the more you do the best you can, like the more you put one foot forth, it seems like God has forgotten you. But just like David, we too have been consistent and persistent in prayer about situations. David probably poured his heart out to God. And I want to ask the question, how many have poured your heart out to God, crying out and wondering again, how long, God, how long will this go on? How long will I live like I'm living? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we should always be willing, you all, to bear our souls to God and talk with him and tell him just how we feel. In other words, we should always be willing to have a little talk with Jesus. And I want to let you know that it's okay to tell God all about your troubles. And like David, you all, we may be at the end of our rope, having nowhere to turn, no more strength to climb, and feeling like we have no more breath to call out. And sometimes we feel like we done cried and shed all of our tears, that no matter what happens, it seems that I don't have any more tears to cry. I hear the songwriter saying, Father, can you hear me? Father, can you hear me now? But as we look at verse 1 and 2, David, you all again, starts out in a low point. David starts out in a state of despair, a state of desperation, a state I want to call below sea level. Yeah, yeah, where the flood waters have covered him. How many feel like that the waters of the world, that the waters of your trials, that the waters of your tribulation just have almost drowned you, and you can't even see, good God about it, above the waterline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
I want to remind you, it does not matter where you start, but I want to let you know it all matters where you finish. So with that, I want to give you one point right there. With God, I need to let somebody know, with God, you are not lost. The Bible tells us in John 6 and 39, the NLT says it like this, and this is the will of God that I should not lose even one of them he has given me, but that I should raise them up at the last day. I want to let you know that sometimes when our problems seem to overwhelm us and cause us to take our focus off of God and losing focus, I need to let somebody know that losing focus can lead to depression. And just like David was wondering why is God taking so long to come to his rescue, I want to let you know that somebody may be feeling that I've called out to God about this same problem. I've called out to him, and it seems like he does not hear me. But I want to let you know that there may be times, yeah, yeah, when God seems to be distant from us. And sometimes God is teaching us about patience, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it may feel that the harder we try, the slower the answers are coming in. Good God of mine. But I want to let you know that although it may be seen that, that the enemy is winning, I want to let you know this morning, be encouraged to know to what Joshua 1 and 5, the NLT says. The Bible says that no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. And I want to let somebody know and to remind you again that with God, hallelujah, you are not lost. I want to let somebody know this morning that God has not forgotten you, that God has not misplaced you, that God knows exactly where you are, and God knows what you're going through. And just like David, David was a man of war. Yeah, he was familiar and accustomed to going into battle. But I want to let somebody know that there are some battles that we cannot fight, and there are some battles that you cannot win by yourself. But I want to share some encouraging words to let you know that the battle is not yours, but it's the Lord. That with God on your side, he's more than the world against you. In fact, John 16 and 33, the NLT puts it like this. He said, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But I got to let you know that Jesus did not stop right there. Jesus told them, but take heart because I have overcome the world. I want to let you know again that it's not how you started, but it's going to be how you finish up. And as we wait on the Lord, the waiting will be worth it. I want to let somebody know, hallelujah, that trouble won't last always. And there is a blessing. I said there's a blessing in your presence. And there's a blessing when you wait upon the Lord. And here it is, you are. David continued to write, which causes him to move. Listen, listen, listen real carefully. That David, as David wrote you all, he moved from despair and having now a desire to get an understanding. The Bible tells us with all things, get an understanding. And so here we, 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 we see David is now moving from 
from despair to desire. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Bible tells us in verse 3 and 4, he said it like this. He said, turn and answer to me. Ha, yeah, yeah, oh, Lord, my God. He said, restore the sparkle in my eye, or I will die. Don't let my enemies go, saying, we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. Yeah, yeah, we may be asking if I can only understand why I'm going through this. We may be asking why am I experiencing all of these trials and tribulations. We may be asking ourselves, why does it feel like that I'm in the dark? But here it is, our own counsel. When we take counsel within ourselves, our own counsel sometimes will be insufficient. And we need to know that God will shed some light on our situation. Why? Because God is the one that can open up blind eyes that seek in the Lord. He's the one that will show you and give you and understand. And I'm reminded of what the Bible says. He said, my grace is sufficient. So in other words, don't look to yourself to come out of something. Don't look to your own ideas. Don't look towards your own abilities. Don't look towards your own thinking. But you got to realize that you got to turn to the Lord. And in that, I want to give you another point. Point number two, that God you are. I said God gives light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we look at this here in this verse 3 and 4, David may be talking about a natural death feeling because he may be feeling overwhelmed and maybe even feeling like Job did in Job 10 and 19 where it says, I should have been as though I had not been born, not been. I should have been carried from the womb to the grave. But I've got to let somebody know that, and if we are truthful to ourselves, some may have felt this very way, feeling that the weight of the world and the pressures of the world that's pressing down upon you, not wanting the enemy to get the upper hand and then boasting when we have fallen. See, we got to realize that David did not want the enemy to get the upper hand on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when we get to the point where David there, where we know that there's no way else to turn. And just as David had run from Saul, you are a number of times, and was worn down emotionally and felt like that he could not go on any longer. And sometimes the feeling of the world, sometimes our enemy, sometimes things may last so long that it drains us emotionally that we feel like I don't have any more strength. We feel like I don't have any more breath in my body to call out. And that's how David felt as Saul was chasing him down. Has the enemy chased you down to the point that you feel emotionally drained? You feel like giving up. You feel like throwing in the towel. But we got to do as David did. And the only thing that David have left in him, hallelujah, he now begins to pray and ask God for him. Yeah, yeah, we got to understand that when we begin to pray, prayer lights our eyes to see clearly. Prayer lights our ears to hear clearly. And prayer lights our heart, you all, to receive what the Spirit of the Lord has to say for 
NLT version puts it like this. He said, I pray that your whole heart be flooded with life so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he calls. Yes, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I got to let somebody know that God has called you, that God has purposely chosen you. But here it is, that if we're persistent in prayer, if we continue seeking and understanding of God's will, hallelujah, and God's word, that it does not matter where your path may start, because God will give light to your path. It does not matter what path you're on, because God will make the crooked road straight in your life. I can hear the songwriter saying, I feel like going on. I feel like going on. Good God Almighty, though trials may come on every hand, I feel like going on. Is there anybody out there that will pray now and you have your strength restored unto you? And right now you feel like rising up above your above your circumstances that you can sing with me and say, I feel like going on. I feel like going on. Though trials come, hallelujah, on every hand, do you feel like going on? But as we go along a little bit further, from verse 1, you got to notice and catch this. From verse 1 to verse 6, here it is. Here's the story that David's situation did not change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the power of prayer caused David to have a turning point in his attitude toward his problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That prayer, I got to let you know, that prayer not only has the power to change your situation, but prayer has the power to cause you to see your problems through the eyes of Christ. And I got to let you know that God is bigger than every problem. But as we hear in verse 5 and 6, here it is, guys. David said the turning point in his life was when he said this. He said, but I have trusted in thy mercy. Yes, my heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. David said it like this. He said, I will sing unto the Lord because he had dealt bountifully with me. In other words, when God begins to bring you out of a trial or a situation, but if God don't do anything, we will still have a praise inside of us that there will still be thanksgiving in our hearts. But as our eyes and ears and hearts are open and prayer here it is, Takes our focus off of our problems. We begin as David did. The last point I need you to catch is we begin to see God's goodness. In other words, we have faith and hope and confidence here that grew and increased as David prayed. David did not trust in himself. David did not trust in his ability. But David said that I trust, hallelujah, but I trusted in thy mercy. 
the Bible in Isaiah 12 and 2 puts it like this. He said, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Does anybody have a song of praise in your heart that lets God know that I will praise you because the Bible said when the praises go up, the blessings come down. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises, hallelujah, of his people. But I got to let you know, see, it didn't just happen like this. Here it is, David, now he praised God for dealing so bounded with him. Why? Because the sorrows that we feel when we think God has forgotten us can quickly turn to joy and thanksgiving. Here it is, when we remember all the blessings that God shows us. In other words, we got to stop, pause, and pray. And then we got to think about, hallelujah, the goodness of the Lord. And David, you are, David now has reached the point. He's expressing now his delight in the Lord. We got to realize that David went from despair to desire and now to delight. Can you delight in the Lord? And I got to let you know this, that as I was thinking about this, I could picture David, hallelujah, looking back over his life. He sees all the valleys that God has brought him through. David sees the mountains that God has got him over. But I've got to remind you that God knows where you are. And if we can do this one thing, we got to stop, pause, and pray, and think about the goodness of our lives. And now, can you picture in your life, as God has made a way out of nowhere. Can you picture when we were lost in sin? Hallelujah, but Jesus brought us in by the body and the blood of our Lord and Savior. But I'm reminded of a man named Jesus, a man born, good God Almighty, came as a baby, born in a manger. In other words, he was placed in a feeding box for animals. He came, good God Almighty, lonely, meek, and mild, having no place to lay his head. So I got to remind you that it does not matter how you start, but how you finish. I got to turn back to my Lord and Savior, Jesus. He walked the dusty roads of Galilee, healing all manner of diseases. They marched him up the hill, called God, God the good God Almighty. They beat him, good God Almighty. And then as they beat him, they went ahead and marched him up that hill. They placed him on an old rugged cross. They put nails in his wrist. They put nails in his feet. I got to let you know that it's not how you start, but how you finish the one they took down. Off that old rugged cross and placed in a borrowed tomb. It does not matter how you start, but how you finish. He stayed there Friday. He stayed there Saturday. But good God Almighty, early, after early on a Sunday morning, he got up. He got up with all power in his hands. And now, He's sitting on the right-hand side of the throne.
every one of us right now. So check somebody. Text a friend and tell them, don't worry. It don't matter. My God is not how you start, but it's going to be how you finish. And I come by this morning to let you know that God has not lost you. I stopped by this morning to let you know that God will give you light to your situation. I stopped by this morning to let you know that we see God's goodness. And New Haven Missionary Baptist Church family and friends, that when we pray with faith and God will bless you above all that you can ask of things, but according to his riches and glory. So God to let you know that it's not how you start, but it's how you finish. We give God the glory, the honor, and the praise. And there may be someone right now that may not have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And I want to let you know that it's not how you start, but it's going to be how you finish. The Bible lets us know that if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If there's one right now that have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, right where you are, begin to stretch your hand out to the heavens and ask God, Lord, come into my life. Take it over. Father, I confess with my mouth, God, I believe in my heart that you have raised your son, Jesus Christ, from the dead. And if you believe that and pray that prayer, you shall have everlasting life. You shall be saved. And remember, it's not how you start, but how you finish. Oh, gracious and merciful God, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, dear God, for the psalmist David, dear God, that shows us how sometimes we may start in a state of despair, but realizing, dear God, that when we begin to look toward you and begin to turn our face toward you, dear God, that our despair can quickly turn to desperate to desire. And God, our desperations that we may have can not only turn, dear God, from despair, but can turn, dear God, right now to desire. And Lord, we desire you right now, dear God, to move in the lives of your people, dear God, that as we look back over our lives and just see how far you have brought us from, God, we say thank you. And then, God, as we move, dear God, from situations, and even if we don't move, dear God, we thank you, dear God, for being with us in every trial in every tribulation, that we can move, dear God, from despair 
that we can move, dear God, to having a desire to seek you and understand it, that when we begin to pray and call out to you, dear God, that in the name of Jesus we can move to delighting in what you've already done. And then, God, the way we see our problems, trials, and tribulations don't look as big and bad as they really are because we know that you are bigger than every circumstance. So, God, keep our focus on you. Keep our focus ever more on what you are able to do, knowing that it's you that's able to do all things except fail. Father, we thank you, dear God, for your psalmist that causes us to take our eyes off of our problems and focus on you. So, Lord, as we go about the rest of this morning, and if it be thy will the rest of this day, we'll continue to look to you as the source of our health and strength, away from ourselves and our own abilities, and we will trust in your mercy. We will trust in your grace. We will trust in your power. We will trust in you, dear God. So, Lord, we thank you. Father, we bless your holy name. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And we all say, Amen. This call has been recorded.